Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. This is hilarious to me. Jordan, Jordan Peterson, he's like this anti-snowflake guy, right? Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about who this guy is, because I've heard he's a Canadian right-winger speech giving kind of guy i don't know much about him except he he's one of these people like ben shapiro right that's that's what i think of and i've never listened him talk just based on the people who have said oh i think that you would like listening to jordan peterson i've been like oh so he's like ben shapiro yeah he's just this sort of middle-aged men rights activist you know we have to he's like a lightweight version of christopher cantwell i would Mm. argue Mm. and I mean a lightweight version. I don't mean he's a Nazi or anything okay. like that. I just he, he's in that same exact direction, just not going nearly as far as Christopher Cantwell would. Well, he has now quit Twitter after getting into an argument with a seems like a lot a large portion of Twitter about mm. Yumi New C. Okay, Yumi News Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover, saying that she's mm. not beautiful. Now this is a, a heavier woman who evidently was the cover model for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which is... One of four. There were four so different four cover different models? Four different covers. This isn't unusual for Sports Illustrated to have more than one uh, cover model. Well, I think the most woke part about this is that it is Sports Illustrated. If it was Vogue or something like that, I don't think it'd be as much of a conversation, or I think it'd be a lot stupider for anybody to care. Hmm. But it's just like, it's this constant agenda of you can be fat and healthy and you can't no you can't be fat and healthy i do take issue with the with the presenting heavy weightness or obesity or being overweight as a matter of health because it's not it's distinctly unhealthy however i don't take issue with them using models that are not conventionally attractive because there is sort of i I don't i wouldn't want to use the word crisis but there is an issue where you know teen girls on instagram they're they're being fed false images of people like kim kardashian and they're being misled to believe that if if they have any blemishes or any imperfections whatsoever then they have to become bulimic starve themselves or whatever and then of course you've got the filters which make that matter even worse yeah people wear filters on their face like uh youtubers i follow or something that i like and i'm like wait it, it shows you what pro uh filter they're using you can click on it and put it on your your own face and uh well on instagram stories yes but on the instagram stories you can see uh what filters they're using from the stories if they made it from there Mm -hmm. and i'll put it on my face and be like whoa that's not what they look like at all now i mean i like when you can see that but a lot of times you can't see it and you just assume wow they're really pretty there was evidently a time where someone with the body of this asian model uh knew i forget her first name knew yumi knew would have been considered beautiful while some or a sexy while someone who was on the skinnier side, like Bonnie, you use yourself as an example, or would not have been. I don't well, know. I, I think that's fake fake yeah, news. Well, well, let's look at, hold up. The reality <laughs> is there's different preferences out there, and there always have been. Maybe so, uh, sorry, always, location. There have always been men who've been attracted to skinny people, and there have always oh. been men who've been uh, chubby chasers, for uh, lack of a better term, attracted to, to bigger women. And I know some chubby chasers. Yeah, and great. You know, I'm glad for that because it, it, there's somebody out there for everybody. Um, and and this whole conversation is is really interesting because it just 
it shows on both sides how unhealthy people really are. There's the unhealthiness of the obsession with perfection and the this sort of unattainable ideal of perfection because that's the that's the thing with perfection is you can never reach it, right? Whether you're trying to right. make whether you're trying to make a, a video that you're editing the perfect video or you're trying to make your face Are you the saying I'm not perfect? Face. You're very lovely and you're perfect for me, Bonnie. Um, but whether you're trying Good to save, whether you're trying to perfect yourself, I mean, look at all these people that keep doing plastic surgeries, right? Like they're right. addicted to plastic surgery. They, they just they're never satisfied with how they look. There's always the next thing, and then they end up this crazy freak that looks nothing like a human being at the at the end of it. You know, like, have you seen the Bogdanov twins? No one's body shaming you because you're fat or because you're overweight or because your eyes are too close together. Well, that's not an issue of their health or whatever. <laughs> because you look ugly in glasses, we're, we're informing you that, hey, driving without your glasses because you don't think they're pretty is dangerous mm-hmm. and it's probably going to shorten your life. Mm-hmm. Just like walking around with 40 or 50 excess pounds on you is probably going to shorten your life. Or 150. Yeah. Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that, is what Dr. Jordan B. Peterson said. It's About un- this woman yes. in Sports Illustrated. Now, what he's referring to here is this idea that people can, you know, that magazines, the media, people like Sports Illustrated, they can, you know, by fiat declare that this woman is beautiful and everyone else must agree. And mm. if, if you say that she looks gross, then you get canceled. Yes. And she doesn't look gross. I mean, and this is where I disagree with him. She's absolutely beautiful. She's just not sexy. And I don't know, maybe most people don't draw a distinction there, but I absolutely would. I'm not going to say she's she's beautiful. I get the point that you're making about she has a pretty face. Yeah. But the rest of her is not attractive in any way, shape or form. That's true. But and that's just to you, you guys and, and also me. But I know some people that are like into bigger girls, so it is in the eye of the beholder, but don't try to force everyone to think that it's beautiful. Apparently, where they're getting this is people saying, I'm a huge fan of yours, but I have to disagree. So some of these comments were from people claiming to be fans of his, but that doesn't necessarily mean mean they were fans. And, you know, he initially attempted to... To fight back against this this blowback that he got mm-hmm. from, you know, attempting to essentially bully this woman on the internet. Rage away, panderers, and tell me you believe that such images are not conscious and cynical manipulation by the oh-so-virtuous politically correct. I'm not going to say that this was bullying in any way, shape, or form. He posted I'm using that word for profile. a specific reason, though. Okay, I mean, if, if he'd gone to her account and sent her a message or tagged her or something saying boy you sure are a big old whale or something like that and was really rude then that would be bullying. i don't know he posted it publicly yeah but he didn't he, tag her he has significantly more followers than she does i'm sure well it's so just the, posting an opinion That's yeah all it is. but the the range of what they can influence with their opinions are probably wildly different I don't know if you can influence somebody by posting an opinion to change their viewpoint on what they consider to be attractive. Probably not. Well, then if you can't, to... then his whole argument is invalid because he's saying there, this is all an agenda to make men think that fat people are hot. Ben Shapiro got himself in a big spat with everyone when he made fun of the Cardi B song. WAP. <laughs> I remember that, yes. And people were Which claiming we that... say what that stands for, by the way. I won't, but people no. were uh, saying, Ben Shapiro, you're just mad because 
you don't know what that means or you don't have any personal experience with that and all this stuff but it, it's basically the same thing and um we can't really talk about how that whole thing played out but the whole time he just kept digging that grave deeper and deeper for himself to the extent where it was just sad watching it play out but this guy he kind of makes his image based on attacking the left attacking wokeism right so from that perspective it's understandable why he highlighted this particular news story and wanted to share uh share an opinion but it makes it it even more sad that he couldn't take the insults the constant insults and deleted his twitter right we've we've seen this so many times where the people on the right who make a point of calling the left snowflakes they themselves are also snowflakes and they've we've seen this time and time again I don't remember who said it, but I first heard it from Will Coley back on the days that we did Call to Freedom. And he said, you know, left wing and right right wing snowflakes melt at the same temperature. <laughs> and and that's so true. And that temperature seems to be, you know, any amount of dissent whatsoever. Yeah. I'm sort of surprised to find that Sports Illustrated is even still a magazine because we are. I hate saying it, but it is 2022 and print, print media has been dying more or less my entire life. Yeah, it was dying off prior to COVID, and of course, things got even worse for them during COVID because, well, people weren't leaving their homes to go to the newsstand, if any newsstands actually exist uh, in their town anymore, to purchase a physical copy of something. But interestingly, I, I was do just... occasionally buy a physical copy of the paper, but it's only like when one of us is mentioned in it. Yeah. And also when you need to paint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, I forgot about that. 2019. So there's a story here from Newsweek uh, in 2019. I just wanted to go and look because I thought to myself, well, how many subscribers does Sports Illustrated even still have? Because we've seen magazines have been hemorrhaging subscribers as people who are willing to read a physical copy of a thing die off. Literally. No, we can't include doctors or dentist offices in their subscriber numbers. Because I think Why that's because I think that's probably ninety percent of their subscriber numbers. <laughs> Maybe, hmm. uh, but according to Newsweek, prior to COVID in twenty nineteen, Sports Illustrated had two point seven five million uh, subscribers. That is eerily similar to the number of followers Jordan Peterson has on Twitter. Actually, he had two point seven million. People magazine, probably one of the most recognizable. Magazines, right? Anybody who's ever been through a cash register, a checkout. That's one a, of these celebrity mags, right? Basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that uh, It's been around for 48 years, People Magazine, and it's always been, like Sports Illustrated was, a weekly thing. And now uh, they are probably going to get rid of the print edition, at least the well, weekly version of People Magazine. Yeah, I just assumed it was a monthly thing. When I see a magazine, I assume it's a monthly thing just because it's so impractical to have it done weekly. That, But, you know, someone once got me a subscription to People Magazine. I never paid attention to how often I was throwing these away. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it was somewhat, I, I imagine they were trolling me or something. It happened when I ran for sheriff. I just started oh, really? receiving people's magazines in the mail. Weird. Mm. Yeah. I, weird. I never signed up for them. They were addressed to me, right? It was clear. It wasn't huh. a mistake, but I never read any of them. Did you get like a year subscription? And then... it, it had to have been about a year subscription. Yeah. I Amazing. haven't gotten one in a long time, I don't think. But like I said, I never paid attention to how often I was throwing these away anyway, because yeah. I'm not going to read this crap. Thank you, I guess, to whoever got me the subscription. If it was meant to be a a gesture of kindness, thank you for the, for the, you know, materials to burn. You (laughs) don't strike me as a celebrity gossip type. No, it's very, very peculiar. It's hard to even talk about Fox News because they, these 
old mainstream media sites that they they were smart enough to realize that they had to get on the internet. They had to create a web presence. Yep. So there is a Fox News website. There's a Fox News YouTube channel. They have all of that stuff. So they weren't too late, but their their number of followers is laughable compared because mm-hmm. we looked into this once before, where Fox News would have a few million followers or whatever. Other people would have you know. 10 million. I don't even think Fox News has a million followers on YouTube. Well, you bring up an interesting point, and it was something that I saw earlier today. Elon Musk, uh, of course, has been, for those that haven't been paying attention to what's been happening with his uh, alleged or supposed acquisition of Twitter, he's put that on hold. Uh, he said, oh, well, we're not, gonna, we're not moving forward with this $43 billion purchase until Twitter can give us some firm numbers about how many bots there actually are on Twitter. He's saying, Twitter's saying, oh no, it's less than 5%. Musk is saying it's probably more like at least 20%. Others have said it may be as high as 50%. Somebody did an, an audit. It probably depends on how they define bots, right? Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, my my Twitter account was just being upgrade, updated by my Telegram account. I would post something to Telegram and it would send it out to you know my Facebook page and my Twitter and all of these other, and True. my Mastodon. So would that qualify as a bot account? Well, were you going on Twitter too and interacting with people? No. Then it sounds like a bot to me. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I was turned on to another handy little Twitter tool that somebody invented today when I saw someone reporting that they put Joe Biden's profile into this tool. And apparently he's got like 22 million followers on Twitter. But the tool is a website called SparkToro. See, I don't think Joe Biden should be allowed on Twitter if Donald Trump isn't allowed on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying there, but it's probably not even Joe Biden. It's no, probably well, somebody that, in his that's office. That's true. And it, was, they, like, it was definitely Donald Trump. Don't they pass down the... Uh the Twitter account to the next president because it's literally at POTUS. Yeah, so there's two. He has two accounts. One is mm-hmm. at POTUS, which is owned presumably by the government, uh, the federal government gang, and then there is his own personal account. But somebody, I, I presume it was the POTUS account they put into it because they said it had 22 million followers, and his POTUS account does have uh, does have that. But they put it into this website called Spark Toro. S P A R K T O R O. That, uh, that claims to be able to determine what amount of your follower count is fake. How many people who are following you are actually not people at all, but are, as they describe it here, accounts that are unreachable and will not see the account's tweets, either because they are spam, bots, propaganda, etc., or because they're just no longer active on Twitter. And they put his account in there and found that 50% of his 22 million followers were considered to be fake followers. You remember about three weeks ago I called in, I gave you guys a heads up on the uh, birth of this Ministry of Disinformation business? Yes. All right. Well, guess what? It's pretty much been shot in the head and buried. The, you think so? uh, 
Yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw that on, uh, I think, Drudge Report today, where it, it's been closed. The person who was heading it up has resigned, and there was, no, there was never any direction from the White House, apparently, about what they were supposed to be doing. So, Well, the, the lion the skank that they put in charge of it <laughs> is probably the biggest minister of misinformation that there ever has been. Well, I heard so, she resigned, and I heard also yeah. that they've, quote-unquote, paused the department yeah that, well yeah exactly it's not been shot in the head but i'm pretty sure they're digging the hole well governments never close programs that they like right they're not going to when, when all this covid nonsense goes away they're not going to close their their contact tracing departments they're just going to pause them or or shuffle them around temporarily, repurpose them for something else. Yeah, or use them in the future for something even worse. Otherwise, the government would get smaller, and that's the opposite of what government is inclined to do. Somebody would lose their job. When you look at Elon Musk's account, he's one of the top. He's one of the top ten, I would say, on on all of Twitter now, and he's he's had quite a few more people join since he's announced he's buying the the company now with over 93 million followers 70 70.2% of them are fake according to this well that sort of makes sense uh yeah like crypto things always comment in all his comment sections mm-hmm. like it'll be like uh buy safe moon or join safe moon i don't even don't. know what safe moon is i just know it <laughs> sounds bad yeah yeah if they're using if they're using a bot to promote their cryptocurrency, it, it has all of the cryptocurrency credibility of John McAfee it, saying, buy this coin. It's worse than that. They always have like a picture of a K-pop star. So it's like the K-pop bots, which is a huge thing on Twitter. Like hmm. anytime you insult a K-pop star, you'll get K-pop bots that come in, like roast you or whatever. And like, anyways, it has like K-pop. This is what I see all the time. A K-pop star profile picture and people promoting safe moon and that that just makes me think i'm gonna run away from that yeah any cryptocurrency promoting itself as quote-unquote safe uh seems about as good of a buy to me as the car dealers promoting themselves as honest it's like stay away from that sarah i have played three thousand dollar guitars and i have played one hundred dollar guitars and i gotta tell you both of them make noise Hmm. Well, I, I, I have no idea, but I never tried it. But anyways. She tried that, that $100 year, hearing aid is my point. Yeah. Yeah, it could be true. It might not be true. I my grandma know. is is no rich person. She lives off of her monthly retirement paycheck, and she has hearing aids. She's not rich. She did not pay $3,000 for them. She said that they're so powerful, she doesn't like to wear them because she can hear the ceiling fan going. And I could see that being annoying, but it's way more annoying to have to scream at her. So I could see where you're coming from, Sarah, having to yell at Richard. What were you calling about tonight? Uh, Yes. Uh, So last year, we have like the highest traffic auto-related fatalities in 16 years. Uh, 43,000. You know, Sarah, I saw this story a few days ago, and I put it in my show prep folder. Yes. And I said, there's no point in me bringing this in a show prep. Eventually, Sarah is going to call in and bring it up. And sure enough, thank you, Sarah, for calling in and bringing it. See, I even closed out of it. But I know what you're talking about here is like 43,000 or something like that is the number of car fatalities throughout the United States throughout the last year, which is an the the largest that we've seen in like 16 years or something like that. Well, does New Mexico right, right. have the largest? Is that what she was saying? Or just America? I, I, wasn't it in America? That's the whole the country data for the last year. 
You may remember I called in a month or so ago about a book uh, called Nuclear War Survival Skills. Remember that? Yeah, I was on. So it's it's this guy who sort of wrote, he wrote the sort of the Bible of nuclear war survival back in mostly in the eighties, you know, some of it in the nineties, some of it in the seventies. Uh, Kristen Carney. He died in in the early two thousands, I believe. Uh, but before he did, he sort of created a um, he kind of almost created a movement because his book was sufficiently brilliant and it sort of undermined the narrative that everybody's going to die. Right. Um, and the, sort of the mantle of his um, expertise has been picked up by a guy named Shane Connors. And Connor is taking, is taking a little bit more of an evangelical approach to it. He's, he's sort of like an evangelist trying to spread the word, Like he sees a crowd of a hundred people and he thinks, Oh, I can save 90 of them because <laughs> so, so 90% his, his motto is 90% of the casualties that we'll suffer in a nuclear war. If we have one will be 100% preventable. So what you're saying is getting something in between you and the, and the potential fallout. And when you say something that would be like the walls of a house, yeah, best, be, better a basement than a house, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. better a big house than a small one, uh, mm-hmm. better a deep basement than a shallow one. And you, you, uh, if you have buckets of water, you can put those between you and, and you know, any windows in the basement and stuff like that. Those are really useful. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, the, a lot of the radiation comes through your roof. Um, and, you know, people mm-hmm. who are really serious about it, they'll do stuff, you know, between them and the roof. Uh, but, but, so basically but, but, people in Florida are screwed because they don't have basements. Hmm. Well, you what you want to do is move to the most interior room, the most middle room, like in get in the, the bathtub, floor, basically. If you got a middle the lowest bathroom. floor in the house, and put put water between you and wherever the fallout is, yeah, and just wait a couple days or, for it or, to be over. Anything, any, in, anything that's heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. Now that's not going to work everywhere, right? In some places, it's going to be so much radioactivity that it's going to come uh, through too many windows or through your yeah, roof if you're close or whatever. To the blast, so, right? The closer so, you are to the blast, the more dangerous, right? What Crescent Carney did was he would always he, – he recommended building an outdoor shelter, an expedient shelter, just with a shovel, which can be done by a human in 48 hours. But uh, he said if you're not going to do that, then at least in your basement you want to have that water. And, and he, would, he would construct water in boxes so that you could put a box over your head. So they say it's a stretch to link the U.S. Army to witchcraft – But that's happening in response to an eerie recruitment video shared on YouTube by Fort Bragg's 4th Psychological Operations Group, Airborne. That is a hell of a name for a group. Why are they a psychological group? Because they do psyops. Hmm. Really? Yeah, they're psychological operations. That's what they do. All Airborne is? Like, 101st Airborne? Is that division of the the 4th Psychological Operations Group, Airborne. I, I'm not a military person, so I don't know what that really means. really confusing. I just know it's a group within the U.S. military that clearly does psychological ops. Hmm. The video is titled Ghosts in the Machine, and it feels like a movie trailer. That's accurate. It does feel like you're watching a movie trailer, at least at first. And it comes with no explanation other than all the world's a stage. Join us. It was posted on May the 2nd, and it starts innocently with benign clips of cartoons and images of empty city streets and subways. But the vibe grows increasingly disturbing with footage of a shadowy man anxious, anxiously staring at dark skies, violent riot scenes, and soldiers being deployed. Have you ever wondered who's pulling the strings, the video asks. 
You'll find us in the shadows at the tip of the spear. Anything we touch is a weapon. We can deceive, persuade, change, influence, inspire. We come in many forms. We are everywhere. Creepy. They come out with imagery that millions of people watch, and a lot of the times, unrelated artists just have the same imagery over and over again. Why Why do you do so many uh, of them just cover one eye? Why? Why Is that just a thing that looks cool and everybody thinks that looks cool? No, they must be connected in some way. So many of them have the same exact... Like, if you have read Vigilant Citizen as long as I have... It's like, you'll be reading his new article and you'll be like, oh, did they have a goat head pop up at this? Yep, they had a goat head pop up at that point. It's, it's just ridiculous how obviously in the same club people in the music industry are. And they, uh, you know, come up with the same exact stories that they tell over and over. That's all really cultism is. It's, uh, I mean, not all of the cultism, but what, what the people call cult symbols in our culture is basically just... People using symbols to tell an allegory over and over and over again. That's what the Lady Gaga, so many uh, people that I really like have these symbols. And it it doesn't mean they're evil either. Like, that's another thing I think that is misunderstood. Uh, Symbols are just a tool. And these allegories that have been passed down, like the story of Jesus is just the same exact story as Hiram Hiram Abiff. The same exact story as lots of other gods that have been killed it's just an allegory you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com